Hello and welcome to this little Patreon preview. If you want to hear exactly what type of content you can expect to get on Patreon, then please stick around to the end of this little episode. I mention Patreon on pretty much every episode, but I don't often talk about what it actually is. So at the beginning of each month, I'm going to give you a little preview of what is available on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. You can sign up to Patreon for either $2 or $5 a month to get all of the main and mini episodes of Real Life Ghost Stories completely ad-free. There are also extra film reviews, giveaways, bonus Q&As and much, much more. Remember, Patreon is entirely flexible and you can delete your pledge instantly at any time. For $5 a month, you get access to over 150 extra episodes. Every Monday, I release an episode of Tiny Tales. Sometimes it's a collection of spooky stories, sometimes it's a special guest where a knowledgeable person comes on and tells their own paranormal tale. Sometimes it's another spooky story that's linked to the main episode and other times it's Bigfoot erotica. There I said it. And lately, once a month, we've been doing a no sleep special where we find the scariest spooky story from the depths of the internet. What you're about to hear is a snippet from one of those stories. Remember, you can sign up on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. The link to that will be in the description of this episode and is also available on the website. So let's get into it. Every night, no matter the weather, something walks down our street whistling softly. You can only hear it if you're in the living room or the kitchen when they walk by. And it always starts at exactly 3.03. The sound starts faint. Somewhere near the beginning of the lane near the Carson place. We're towards the middle of the street. So the whistling moves past us before fading away in the direction of the cul-de-sac. When I was younger, my sister and I would sneak into the kitchen some nights to listen. Mom and Dad didn't like that. And we'd catch hell if they found us out there. But they were never too hard on us since we always stuck to the one big rule. Don't try to look at whatever was whistling. My neighbourhood is a funny place. I've lived here since I was six and I love it. The houses are small but well kept, good sized yards, plenty of spaces to roam. There are a lot of other kids here my age. I turned 13 back in October. We grew up together and would always play four square in the cul-de-sac or roam around from back porch to back porch in the summer. This was a good place to grow up. I'm old enough to see it. And there's only the two strange things here. The night whistling, and the good luck. The whistling never bothered me much. Like I said, I couldn't even hear it from my bedroom. But my mom and dad didn't like talking about it, so I stopped asking questions. My dad is a strong guy, tall and calm. He has an accent since he moved to the US as a kid. His family, my grandparents, they're from the islands. That's what they call it. My dad, the only time he isn't calm, is if the whistler comes up. He talks a little quicker then. His eyes move faster. And he tells us not to think about it so much and to always try and remember the one rule, the big rule. Don't try to look outside when the whistler goes past. Not that we could look even if we wanted. See, there are shutters on the inside of every window. Thick pieces of heavy canvas that pull down from the top and latch to the bottom of the window frame. Each latch even has a small lock. 
about the size of what you'd find on a diary. My dad locks those shutters every night before we all go to bed and he keeps the key in his room. My mom, I don't know what she thinks about the whistling. I've seen her out in the living room before at 3.03 when the sound starts. I could see her if I cracked open my door just an inch to peek. She's not out there often. At least I haven't caught her much. But once or twice a month I think she just sits out there on our big red couch, just listening. The whistler has the same tune every night. It's cheerful. Remember how I said there are two odd things about where I live? Well, besides our night whistler, everybody in my neighbourhood is really lucky. It's hard to explain, and Dad doesn't like us talking about that part much either. But good things just seem to happen to people around here a lot. Usually it's small things. Winning a radio contest, or getting an unexpected promotion at work, or finding some arrowheads buried in the yard. You know, the authentic kind. The weather is pretty good and there's no crime and everybody's gardens bloom extra bright in the fall. A million little blessings, I've heard my mom say about living here. But the main reason we stay here, why we moved here in the first place, is my sister Nola. She was born very sick, something with her lungs. We couldn't even bring her home when she was born, only visit her in the hospital. She was so small, I remember small even compared to the other babies. A machine had to breathe for her. We moved into our house here to be closer to the hospital. And as soon as we moved here, Nola started getting better. The doctors couldn't figure it out. They chalked it up to whatever they were doing, but we all could tell that they were confused. But my parents knew. Even I knew. Nola getting better was just another of the million little blessings we got for living in our neighbourhood. So that's why we stayed, even after we found out that for every small miracle that happens here every day, now and then something bad happens. But they only happen if you look for the whistler. See, our neighbourhood has a welcoming committee. They show up with macaroni casserole and a gift basket and a manila folder whenever somebody new moves in. They're very friendly. Four people showed up when we moved in seven years ago. The committee made small talk, gave me a Snickers bar and took turns holding Nola. It was her first week out of the hospital so they were extra careful. Then the committee asked to speak to my parents in private. So I was sent to my room where I still managed to hear nearly every word. The welcoming committee told my parents about how nice the neighbourhood was. Really exceptionally hard-to-explain kind of nice. And then they told my parents about the even harder-to-explain whistling that happened every morning at 3.03 and ended at the tick of 3.05. The group, our new neighbours, warned my parents that the whistling was quiet, would never harm or hurt us as long as we didn't look for what was making the sound. This part they stressed and I pushed my ear into the door straining to hear them. People who went looking for the whistler had their look change, sometimes tragically. A black cloud would hang over anyone that looked. Anything that could go wrong would. 
the manila envelope the committee brought over contained newspaper clippings, stories about car crashes and ruined lives, public deaths and freak accidents. Not everyone dies, I heard the head of the committee tell my dad. But the life goes out of him. Even if they live, there's no light in them ever again, no presence. My mom, I could tell she wasn't taking it seriously. She kept asking if this was some prank they play on new neighbours. At one point, my mom got angry, accused the committee of trying to scare us out of our new home, asked them if they were racist on account of my dad being from the islands. My dad calmed her down, told her he could tell our new neighbours were sincere and they were just trying to help us. He explained that he grew up hearing these kinds of stories from his mom, and that he knew there were strange things that walked among us. Some of these things were good, and some were bad, but most were just different. After the committee left, Dad went out to the hardware store, bought the canvas blinds, the latches and the locks, and installed them on every window in the house after dinner. That first night in our new house, I crept out of my room at 3am, only to find my dad awake, sitting on the living room couch, holding my baby sister. My dad held up his finger in a shh motion, but patted the couch next to him. I sat and we waited. At exactly 3.03, we heard the whistling. It came and it went, just like our neighbours said. The whistling returns each night, and we never look, and we enjoy our million little blessings every day.